Hello, everybody. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a more quiet show. It's a quiet show. (laughs) Today is the quiet version of the two half squats. Yes. So you can take this recording into the library. Yeah. You can listen on the train on the way to work. Ah. Kick back, relax, even your feet up. Your Uber driver won't mind you listening because it's nice and quiet. Yeah. Soothing. For the next hour, no yelling. Be your hosts. No shouting. Right. Just easy listening. Ah. We're going to start calling it ASL. No. (laughs) And get rid of those clanky uh, dice uh, cups. I don't like the clanky dice cups. We don't do clanky dice cups. Even our clink and drink tonight, Jeff. Yeah. Soft clink. Nice soft clink. Soft clink. And sip your drink. I'm drinking. I'm drinking Uh, mushroom tea. I'm having regular tea with real lemon. I now own real lemons in my house. Ah, I got Singaporean. We're the lemon growers of America, who are proud sponsors of this show. I got tired of that fake lemon juice. Oh yeah, you don't want that. You want real real lemon is so much better. You know when I talk, can they really hear us? Are the levels okay? Yeah, the levels are fine. So we just normally yell for no reason. We do. But I like talking like that. It reminds me of the days when I lived in Madison. After I got out of college, I lived in Madison, Wisconsin. And every morning I loved listening to National Public Radio. (laughs) Hi, good morning. I'm Jim Fleming. I would have my clock radio on. It would turn on to Jim Fleming. And now it's time to get up. We hope you're getting up. And now we've got a little tune from Camille Saisons. The sad butterfly... On the water pedal, and the music be like, doo, 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 doo. and do you think I'm getting up with that? I'm no, not getting up. That's a good lay yeah. in bed kind of yeah. song. It's time for morning song. I'm Jim Fleming. Hope you're having a great start to your morning. I'm like, oh yeah, Jim, yeah, yeah. Give me more of that. And you know, Jeff, we love that. Just talked before we recorded about WFMT. Is that the classical station? Yes, here in Chicago, world renowned. Yeah, same thing. I, that's what I have my alarm set to, but it goes off at 6 a.m. to yeah. the news. Ah, but still, okay. yeah. it's laid back weather today in Chicago. The temperature will be with winds out of the northeast. Yeah. yeah. WFMT you know, nice is a great station. I recommend everybody tune into it. One of the beauties of it is that they do not play commercials, pre-recorded commercials. They read all their commercials, yeah. all, the, all the on-air talent. So you don't have any of those... Interruptions with blaring car commercials and whatnot. It's, yeah, it's all it's read brilliant. by the announcers, which and they is turn cool. the commercials up louder too. You know, and suddenly it's loud, and then yeah. you're like, "Why is it so loud?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So go to WFMT. I don't think if it. I don't know if it's WFMT.com, but look for it because you can play it. You can stream you can it live stream anywhere. It, in the you think States. so? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I do and that a lot down here in the in the foxhole. Did you know XRT, our local quality rock and roll station? Yeah. Also used to read the ads. Oh, did they? And yeah, for like, a, I don't know, five years, a decade. I don't remember They actually that. did. They, wow. And they call themselves musicologists. Oh. So they take their rock and roll seriously. Folks. They do. Yes, they do. So here we are. Oh, it is today is February, February 13th. And tomorrow's Valentine's Day, oh, Jeffrey. I bought you something nice. <laughs> You're going to look so cute in this. <laughs> well, Oh, I'm giving it away. Do I have to wear that to school tomorrow? No, it's just for me, just when you're here in the broadcast foxhole. Because <laughs> I have this red it's petite. shirt, my red, white, gr- no, red, gray, another color striped shirt, black, I think. It's very bold, pink. It's pink, red. Yeah, that's bold. It's Pink is bold. It is It is bold. And I used to, like, rarely wear the thing. And, and lately, I've kind of fallen in love with it. Again, well, I yeah. mean... If for sure, I'm wearing it tomorrow. I guess that's my point. But oh, I started okay. trying to wear it weekly. I'm like, you know what? I like this shirt more than I used to be. Th- I'm yeah. not embarrassed to wear it anymore. I'm wearing it weekly. Gosh darn it. Dave's becoming flamboyant in yeah, his I'm, old age. I am becoming flamboyant. Do, do you want me to take the hat with the feathers off now? No, I kind of like that. <laughs> you and... Um, Liberace. You, Liberace. That's what you were thinking Yes, of. I was thinking of Liberace, or but Elton I was John. also thinking of... Oh my gosh, my brain is going... The actor that plays Wolverine. <laughs> he, really? He's flamboyant? Hugh Jackman. He's well, flamboyant? He starred in a Broadway musical, and he played some famous, like, Tommy Two-Tone, or I don't remember. Okay. Who, but 
I always wonder about Hugh Jackman. <laughs> well, I do. Like, not that he's married. Yeah, I think he's married, but I think maybe... Yeah, he is for sure. Yeah, he's probably got one of those... <laughs> I'm, we won't talk about it. You know, I was listening yeah, to a show... You sounded awfully old-fashioned. Yes, I am. Uh, my sister called me the other day and said, Oh, you should listen to this great podcast called... Some Murder Podcast. They talk about murders all the time. My Favorite Murder is the name of the podcast. Oh. And uh, I didn't really especially want to do that because I'm not interested in murder. But I put it on, and it's a very popular podcast. And it's these two women, and they're just swearing all the time. <laughs> and I I had to turn it off. Yeah, we are old-fashioned. We're old-fashioned. I'm sensitive. And I just don't like that language, and I don't see the need for it. Yeah, I can take it in some films once in a, a little while. Bit. Yeah, a little bit here and there. Yeah, we turned off... Um, uh, some recent film about a working plumber, and everyone loved this movie, and chicks dug it, and I just, I told Laura we're going to turn it off. And, you know, the younger generation, they, they just swear a lot. They do. A and lot. I don't know, do we, do, do we swear more than our parents did? No. Well, yeah, probably. I mean, my parents didn't. Well, my dad did. Until he found religion, kind of. Well, good for him. Yeah. My mom swore once. Yeah, my mom said damn once. We what did your mom ooh, say? S-H. Oh, she did? Oh, yeah, we all Oh, went. that must have been. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, Mom, and then for years afterwards, hey, Mom, remember that time you cut loose? Well, and we were touring Missouri. Touring? Well, it, she grew up there. Oh, okay. And Is that the name of the town? Bertrand. Oh, okay. And her whole family owned houses all down the street, all the farms. I've said this before on the air. I'm sure I'd walk down to Aunt Clara's, bring her some melon. <laughs> no, really. T- they take really? some cantaloupe and a small melon down to Aunt Clara, and I'd walk all the way down this dirt highway, knock on her back door, a little small talk, and then I'd walk all the way back. And Aunt Frances was right around the bend. Her farm was adjacent to the other farm. The two highways meet there, 57 and 59. I never realized that growing up. The crossroads so of anyone, the heart of America. Anyone can go right look there. in Illinois. You want to know where the farmland actually is? Go look on the map. It's 59 and 57 right in that corner. And But anyway, I, we were. she was telling me about this. I was driving her around in the old town. She was reminiscing. And... Looking at the cotton gin, she was telling stories about the loudness of it. And, and this woman would get these headaches, and she'd come over to their house and say, I've got a headache from the cotton gin noise. And But my mom said, so only the blank people could be hired to work there. It was not a very nice term for African Americans, which uh, yes. blew my mind because yeah. this woman and my dad were, like, active in the civil rights movement. We had death threats to our house. Because we were integrating Villa Park, Illinois. Oh, wow. This is true. Yeah. Uh, so to hear her fall back to this, like, childhood phrase. Yeah. You know, and she's not senile. You know, she didn't even notice herself say it. I said, Ma, you just said, no, what did I say? You know, I said, well, you just really? used this old colloquialism from, like, the the, the bad yeah. old days. Yeah, from you know. Civil War era. <laughs> well, she's 85, 6. Yeah. So... Yeah, it was interesting, though, but, you know, how vocabulary changes and language appropriate. It does, yeah. So if young people are swearing all the time, will it be effective as a swear word anymore? I don't think so. In 10 years. I think it, it just turns into a word like um or uh or right. And yeah. And it just becomes an annoying filler when you don't know what to say. And Until I don't you- like it. I, I admire... I'm an admirer of the English language, and I like to keep it clean. Yeah. Pristine. Or then you got to have that, these new swear words everyone's using, you know. Are there new ones? Yeah. Yeah, I Can don't I know. Can I say it on the air? Sure. Kerlunk. <gasps> really? <gasps> I can't Is believe I said word? it on the air. No, I just made it <laughs> oh, up. Okay. <laughs> Jeez, Dave. You've got me going. Well, you've got your finger on the pulse. I mean, because well, all your kids, every kid in your class has a pulse, right? Yes. And you probably got your fingers on each of them. It just doesn't beat why. Well, and I mean that in a respectful way. <laughs> I'm sure you're very gentlemanly when very you do that. Very appropriate. I'm taking your pulse right now. 
Um, yeah, they have new phrases we have to keep up on. Mm. Like, but I asked my younger teachers. I'm like, okay, what does this word mean? Yeah. Oh, Urban Dictionary, you know. Yeah. yeah. But anyway. I mentioned to my kids the other day this thing that was a, a prevalent term in the 80s and 90s, which described the way big offices were set up when they put in partitions and everybody is sitting in their little cubicles. And something would happen and everybody would pop their heads up to look around to see what had happened. And this was called prairie dogging. <laughs> That's what it was called. Now, I mentioned that term to my kids the other day in a conversation about something. And they both cracked up. And they were like, Dad, Dad said prairie dogging. <laughs> it's like, what? What? Apparently it's got a whole new meaning I was not aware of. <laughs> and I'm not sure I want to go down that rabbit hole, so to speak, after that prairie dog. Well... I was going to relate a story of going back to the civil rights thing with my dad in Villa Park. So he, we did this integration thing with kids from the city coming out and all oh, people. There were people that hated that, as you could imagine. Yeah. So Staunch old uh, Italian neighborhood. <laughs> and was Villa Park Italian? Yeah. The first Portillo's was there. Yeah. That little doghouse. Portillo's. Portillo's oh, was there. No, that's not a um, Yeah. But anyway, so, you know, that's how I teach the kids to remember Mussolini's name, that he's from Italy. No. Mussolini, spaghetti, mastacioli. They pretty much remember Italy. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And they all know Hitler's yeah. from Germany. They have problems with Stalin. It's not as well known amongst them in Tojo. But, <laughs> so back to the sad, serious story, I suppose, which is kind of funny. My dad was a pastor so he was having this wedding and the wedding party was out front and he was running late to let him in it's like men were out there the groomsmen the brides were meeting somewhere else or coming over a little later and so he came up to the church with the key and the groomsmen were out there in their tuxes and stuff and and the <laughs> groomsmen or, or the groom says one of them yeah this guy drove by and yelled uh you you know blank lover effing you know Whoa. The whole tirade at this wedding party. <laughs> wow. And my dad says, oh, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. That was meant for me <laughs> because he was running this program. Yeah. And it it was meant for him because then the guy says, oh, well, I've been working for the integrated housing like movement in Aurora, where we're from, and I thought someone followed me from Aurora <laughs> and yelled at me yeah. personally. I was going to call the police. Isn't that kind of funny? Yeah, it is kind of no, funny. No, no, that was meant for yeah. me. Oh, no, that was me. Hey, who oh. uh, who owns this insult? Uh, that's mine. <laughs> that's mine. Yeah, those were days. Yeah. Well, this is a clean show. Yes. And it always has been. We've, we're going to hit episode 200 pretty soon here and uh, clean clear through. So, And we will continue to be so. We and do. nobody's ever complained. No. Too clean. You guys are too clean. Come on, muddy it up a little. Of course, bit. we don't have a very large young audience of young hipsters. Why? That could be. You know. Ah, Dave. Oh, Jeff, this is fantastic. Can't believe we're here. Cuba, beautiful Cuba, Havana, the, the home of Ricky Ricardo. Cuba Libre! I love just strolling the streets of Cuba. You find the most amazing stuff. Look, look. Look at this. What, a game store. A game store. What's that in the Look window? Is this a game on the Cuban Revolution? It's Bounding Fire Productions. ASL here in Cuba. Here in Cuba. They have all these great Bounding Fire products. It's great. They've got Into the Rubble. Into the Rubble 2. Into Havana. Into Havana also. Crucible of Steel. Beyond the Beachhead 2. Blood and Jungle. Can't look at this. You Every can... single amazing Bounty Fire product. Who would think, coming all the way to Cuba, we would find all this great ASL stuff? Wow! I know what I'm going to be spending my money on. I'm taking back all these stinking cigars. <laughs> I'm going to take me home some Bounding Fire. And you know, and if, if they charge for these games by the pound, these Bounty Fire products would be the most expensive. But they're not. This is an amazing bargain for your for your money. And you know what the truth is? You don't have to go to Cuba to get Bounding Fire Productions products. How can we get them, Jeff? 
Just go to BoundingFire.com. Tell them the two half squads sent you. Oh, thank you for filling in for me on the last show. Well, not you, but Piano Man filled in for me last show. Yeah, he made it was, out. Which yeah. was great. It's good to hear from Almost you. had Laura assisting, too, but didn't, oh, really? didn't, didn't quite happen. So uh, Yeah. You got to be uh, sly to get that done. Well, what time is it? It's time for letters. Do you have a letter, Jeff? Drumming us in or musicaling us up. The musical number escorting us in, The Wanderer, by the young Adam Kleinschmidt. I have a letter here from Rick. Rick writes and says, Great job with the podcast and congratulations on all of your episodes. Do you happen to know which episodes have interviews with MMP representatives? Do you happen to have an index? of what topics are in each episode. And the answer is no. We lost half of the index when my computer went down yeah. last time. But we have half of the index done. And within, I will retire in a while and we'll get that completed and get it up. Yeah. And you can search. Yeah, you could just do a search. And the, I don't know how effective that would be. Do you think, well, we have the names in there. Who was the guy before? You'll easily find Perry's name yeah. in, the, in the episode titles or descriptions. Right. The guy before him was... Steve Dahl? Steve Douglas? Dahl. I don't remember. Yeah. Well, marketing we'll f- guy. <laughs> we'll yeah. figure that out, too. Yeah. And that'll be the only ones. Yeah. Sorry we don't have more of those. Uh, that done yet, but... We're getting it done. Maybe we could post the half-finished one? Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Sure. We'll look into that. I have one from Clinton Payne. Hi, guys. I thought you might like a link to the song I was referring to in my last email, You Sexy Thing by Hot Chocolate. Do you remember we pulled up this bizarre version of... Yes. And it wasn't fitting the lyrics. Right. So he's just clarifying that, okay? And he would like to add the soothing letters music um, that he likes it, the one we just heard. Yeah doesn't have the variety of the many recorded versions of the typewriter offered over our years of shows, but maybe play it backwards. Oh, no, or, that's or there's faster. an idea. Yeah. You know, I would say, I buried Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah, thanks for that clarification on your song. Maybe one of us will record it, or Dennis would like to have a shot at it. And glad you liked the song we just heard. I'll tell Adam. Yeah. Got a letter here from Rick Hammond. Hello, Dave and Jeff. I stumbled upon your podcast in September 2017, and I have been hooked. It's the only one I've been listening to since. You've got me reinterested in ASL. Take note, MMP. We are ready to receive your gifts and your praises. Uh, Like Dave's order thing, I started in order from podcast number one and completed 100 on December 23rd. That's amazing. He got through a lot of podcasts in those. Yes, months. and again, we're sorry. Just yes, <laughs> yeah, we're sorry. We wasted all that time. December twenty third, which happens to be Festivus, in the spirit of Festivus, I have the airing of grievances on the first hundred episodes. Oh, he's got grievances. Are we up for that? Well, he's only got three. Oh, okay. So that's not too bad. <clears throat> we didn't read these already. I thought we did grievances. Three shows ago, but go ahead and continue. Okay. <laughs> Number one, The Longest Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I kind of remember this. I, I, didn't, I did not give it a good review when we talked about The Longest Day. Correct. But Rick says, this is one of the best World War II movies ever made. It takes the enormity of D-Day and breaks it down into various vignettes of the action, including from the German point of view. Consider it was made in 1962 without the use of computer graphics it is still a fabulous movie, and in, and it's great in black and white. World War II was black and white. Was a black and white war, was it not? And you know, I have gone back. <laughs> I've watched The Longest Day again, and oh. I I would say I do appreciate it more. Mm. So, people are you know I'm coming around. You know what I saw recently that I really disliked. This is me again. Um, no. Unbroken. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Because I did that on a T2H too. Yeah. Did not like that at all. Maybe we at should all. revisit those for Spine and Sprocket. Yeah, maybe so. Because we already, re- I read the book. We you read the book. Quickly. I didn't read the book, uh-huh. on them, but I'm not going to. But didn't like it at all, huh? No. Too much of a downer? Very much of a downer. Just downer, 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 downer. Just seeing how much, what, how many beatings this guy could take throughout the entire movie. Yeah. And it was just, it didn't do anything for me at all. Yeah. And for the record, you don't like the characters dying in Game of Thrones and gave up on that. No, I want a little payoff. If I'm going to sit and watch a movie, I want to see the good guy. Yeah. Well, he did pay. survive in Unbroken, but. He survived. Yeah. That's it. And if you, then there is some payoff if you go and read further in his story, all of the, you know, when he got home and all the great things he did. and But that was left out of the movie. Uh, Von Ryan's Express, getting back to Rick's uh, email here, grievances. Von Ryan's Express, he's wondering, how did the Germans lose the war? The MP40 has unlimited bullets in a clip, according to the film. Not once was again a gun ever reloaded. Not a good movie. And we liked that movie. That's probably true of a lot of early films. Yeah. Reloading was like not much of a yeah. thing in those films. It's boring. Yeah. Reloading is dull. Yeah, but now you do see it in like every film. It's because it's interesting. They they can make running out of the bullets in a timely, untimely manner exciting. Yes, they can. For the people. And I think people like the sound. Now the Foley has gotten so good. The sound effects have gotten so good. They like the sound of reloading. I notice that on a lot of movies. The, The killer is already, the assassin, he's already going out to uh, find his prey in a city or something. Nevertheless, he always uh, has to cock the thing. Right, that's the right. Big that, no, that is correct, Jeff. Yeah. They are never prepared. They're never ready. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> uh, number three, baseball. Dave mentioned the Cubs fan. Oh, that interfered with the ball going out of bounds. In quotes, oh, he puts yeah. ball going out of bounds. Well, Bart balls man. are not out of bounds in baseball. <laughs> A ball is either in the field of play or out. Out of bounds, that's what I said. No, out of the field of play. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I stand corrected. So, yeah. yeah. Eh, we don't know much about anything here. Correct. At least we're consistent. Yes. And then he continues with, I've broken out all my Avalon Hill original modules that have been in the garage for 20 years, some unpunched, and have started playing starter kit with a co-worker who played squad leader back in the day. I like how people refer to back in the day. Mm-hmm. I Wonder, think I did that earlier. Was there show. one day that it was everything was in <laughs> oh, that one back day? Back in the days. Oh, the days. Okay. After uh, half of after half of playing a starter kit scenario, he purchased Beyond Valor, the rule book, and Yanks. So, again, we oh. are we are getting people to play ASL. Is he the one that sent Ah, them to us, Jeff? Um, Red Barricades? I don't think so. No. Okay. So he says, we squeeze in plane at lunch and an hour or two after work. Oh, okay. Thanks for the podcast. Look forward to the next 100 episodes. I hope minus Piano Man. Why does he say that? I'm sorry. I just did it again last show. (laughs) (laughs) No, I remember his letter. Who is that again? That's Rick Hammond. Rick, I remembered your letter while I was doing the... Oh, my gosh. The Piano Man. Yeah. But I was alone, and I couldn't get Laura to come down, and, you know... You got to cut showed up, some so slack. He's, what am I supposed to tell him? Go away. People don't like you on the show anymore? Right. I can't tell can't him that. can't do that. I can't. Remember, remember Farmer, <laughs> Farmer Brown? Or, <laughs> oh, yeah. No, he didn't last long. No. I had to tell him he was fired. <laughs> yeah. I have a letter from Blogger Contact Form... Oh, at, at I like no him. Reply at yeah, blogger.com. yeah. Ah, I love that guy. Bob Davis. He says, glad to hear Dave's healing. Uh, life, good luck with your lifestyle changes. Uh, uh, down seven pounds, could you tell? Are you really? Yeah. I noticed when you slipped into this outfit that I bought you <laughs> for Valentine's Day, how, how nicely it fit. It's finally working. Well, yeah. after a medical condition like that, you get a little more serious. And I started eating half lunches. Wasn't I telling you that before? Yeah. Like, you just okay. eat the top half of the bread. <laughs> so if you go to Winnie's and you get the chicken and chili, it's half the calories of the burger and fry. But I'm talking even that change I made years ago and I haven't lost a lot of weight. But 
I would just eat the chicken sandwich and save the chili to have the next day at work yeah. for lunch instead of going out. So, and of course, going out is not a good thing. You can now see all the calories posted all over the True, restaurants yeah, and yeah. freak out because that chicken salad can be twelve hundred calories. I, I don't. I'm not kidding. It's amazing what I see, I'm seeing now. Yeah. But really, Laura made me sign up for this Under Armour uh, My Fitness Pal. And it's, oh, an app yeah, for I'm, your phone? Yeah, I remember I used to do points when I first lost yeah. the 40 pounds. Mm-hmm. What's well, got me really back into tracking, mm. and it makes it easier. And, you know, so anyway, I'm eating the half and tracking, so I'm under quite a few days of a 1,600-calorie diet, and, you know, so. Well, good for anyway, you. Seven pounds, that's great. Yeah, thanks for asking, Bob. And i got a long way to go. But he also says, you know, people, listeners may be driving a lot when they're listening, and they don't leave comments. Because we were talking about not hearing from people. Oh, yeah. He's just explaining how that happens for him and so on. So, Okay, I've got an announcement here for the Alpenfestung newsletter from the Alpenfestung newsletter. Alpenfestung 12 is coming, the 12th edition of our small but beautiful uh, SL tournament is coming up next summer. So uh, this, is, this was sent to us from our... Favorite Alpenfestung. I don't know. I don't know. I keep stumbling over that. Alpenfestung. Alpenfestung. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, they're uh, going to be. I guess they're trying to decide exactly when it's going to be. Seems like they're waiting for votes to come in. Yes, it's a very small tournament. So yeah. if you're thinking of going, it's in where is it? Sweden or Switzerland or somewhere? Uh, the Netherlands? Yeah, Norway. I think it's in Switzerland. <laughs> it's been in, yeah, in Norway, somewhere over there. Finland. It's a, an Alpenfestung. And anyway, yeah, uh, let them know. They'll pick a date that goes around everybody's schedules. Yes. And I just want to remind everybody that the two half squads is brought to you by kind donations from listeners like Christopher B who donated on PayPal, and it is a, I think, automatic recurring payment. So think about that, fans. That's very nice of him. And also just pledge on Patreon for a pledge above our normal requested $1 donation from, oops, my computer backed up, and it is from Richard I. Thank you, Richard, for your kind donation. Got an email here from Tom Meyer, Jeff and Dave. I just finished catching up on your episodes while driving across the country a bit. I think it's a great idea to attend March Madness. Ah, he was able to SL for your two hundredth episode. He was able to stop and leave a comment. He was. Remember the previous letter? Yeah. Oh, you don't think that's funny? I'll I'll laugh later. I'm holding him up. (laughs) So maybe we should do ah SL. March Madness, 200th episode at March Madness. That would be fun. That would be a lot of fun. And he also says he paid for one of our entrance fees, Jeff, doesn't he? Not in this letter. Oh, it's coming up later. Oh, okay. Because we have kind donations from Thomas M., who gave us enough oh, money okay. well, yeah. for one of us to go. To go, yeah. So, but Jeff, when we always talk like this, in the end, what always happens well, usually we don't go, but and we we got to get over that. We really so do. You might say we're a big disappointment to all our listeners. Yeah. Yes. And I'll have a letter here from Louie. Guys, I just went to the River Creek site, ordered Yanks and Hakapala. Yanks, Hakapala, River Creek. And yes. saw they offered freebie with his order, so he can choose from any of the three fabulous add ons. He knows nothing about the add ons, so we wanted to research them. And there's a scenario pack called Rivers to the Reich. A nice gentleman put up a video of unbagging that. Dave's far-reaching influence has already made clear at the 3-minute and 25-second mark in this video. Oh, yes. Where he references Box Art Review. Yes, he does. (laughs) So we'll link that anyway. Yeah. Email here from Brian Kav. It's spelled cave, but I have chosen to pronounce it Kav. I don't know Brian, but if I was... If I did know Brian, I would call him Brian Cove because it's kind of cool sounding. Cave is good too. However you pronounce it, Brian, we like it. Brian says, I'm a new listener 
and a new ah SL player, checking in to say hello and see if the Slack experiment still continues. And it does. For those of you who have forgotten or weren't aware of it, there is a live chat group on Slack. And if you'd like to participate in it, just send me an email and I'll send you an invitation to join the group. You have to have an invitation to join the group. And you can go on there and you can see people all over the world that are chatting about ASL live. So you don't have... It's nice because you don't have to do Facebook. And I don't do Facebook anymore. I am like almost yeah. completely done with Facebook. Yeah. I'm still tweeting. Tweeting. Tweeting bit. is okay. A yeah. bit. That's, that's fine. I just don't spend any time on Facebook. Anyway, if you'd like to be part of the Slack experiment... Just let me know, and I'll sign you up, and might see you there, and we can chat, and you can chat with other people. There's people there from all over the world all the time. It's not a big group, but we need to get more people in it, so jump in there. You know, it really worked one time, uh, worked great one time. I was playing, let's see, who was I playing? I can't remember who I was playing, but I had a, a rules question, as you might guess. And I went on to Slack and asked a question about it and got an answer right away. It was great. And you, Dave? I have a letter from Preston. He says he's enjoyed the last few episodes. He wanted to clarify the last letter, which we read in episode 191, when he was talking about teams in ASL. Mm -hmm. uh, he was talking about weapons teams, crew-served weapons, and having like counters for those. And so he says, I think BFP and Heat of Battle have some scenarios where the medium machine gun, heavy machine gun, and other sport weapons have to be used by crews or suffer various other penalties. And that does make more sense from what we were reading then. And I know, like, well, the Japanese, they have to have the crew serve weapons, right? Yes. MMP. Right. And I think he is right. I think in some of those other third-party products, they're using that more often, where the crew is trained, the team is a trained crew for those machine guns. Yes. Instead of just any infantry unit. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Very clear. That is completely clear. Got one here from uh, our from Ken, our our friend Ken Knott, who is now Ken Sharp Knott. I think Ken added his wife's surname to his with the hyphenation, which is very. Oh, I thought it was a descriptive term that he's a sharp guy. Well, not I, a dull I, guy. I think he's that. I think he is that too. So it fits in well. But Ken writes and he says, uh, concerning episode 192, I don't use iTunes, so I can't comment on that. But this episode has not shown up, oh, in my podcast player. Okay, never mind. Except Jeff explained to me once again how to make sure I get the correct link into the show when I post it, which is amazing that I can hit it sometimes and miss it others. Yeah, it just happens. Uh, what the heck's with oh, the brain? I yeah, I... I pronounce you normal and the funny thing was i never quite click on the little question mark which would clarify what some of the link boxes are for. yeah <laughs> uh, he's got time to do all that stuff i mean you do a great job editing the show and putting it all together thanks yeah and last letter boy we're last caught up letter. Jeff. yes that feels good the days of us being half a year behind in letters yes over yes black and white stripes on aircraft so just in show operation schmidt show Oh, the Objective Schmidt Objective show? Schmidt. I keep saying Operation. I had to correct it even in one of the write-ups. Um, black and white stripes on aircraft were used on a number of occasions before Normandy, but that is what they're most famous for. Because I saw a picture with the black and white stripes, and I was referring, I thought, that when I was doing my miniature wargaming, the first time I saw those stripes were on planes. It said, in Normandy, these were used on these planes for identification. Ah, He's okay. saying it's also other times. But that is what they're most famous for. He says, I believe many RAF Commonwealth units had the majority of their stripes removed in mid-July 44. Not sure about the U.S. Air Force. Another good episode. But Jeff was missed. Adam from Australia. Thank you, Adam. I'm back. Thank you for missing me. And that's it for Letters. Ah, great letters. Thanks, everybody, for writing. Love hearing from you. Oh, Jeff. Jeff, are you ready to go to Mayhem in Manila? I sure am, Dave. I've got my bags packed, I've got my passport, and my hat. Do you have your OBA cards? No, I don't. How would I get some? Why, you'd have to go to Ritterkrieg and order some. 
Ritter Creek? I don't know anything about it. Tell me. Well, this is the great online store of ASL equipment. ASL wooden gaming products like dice towers, custom-made tabletops, an ammo box map and map case, and all kinds of ASL products. You can order yours today and have it shipped to Mayhem in Manila. I, wow, I'm going to get all that stuff. I know what I'll do. I'll tell my wife I can't afford to take her, but I'll take all my Ritter stuff with me. And these OBA cards aren't the crappy kind that we sold on our podcast. No. These are those really cool quality ASL OBA cards. It's a gigantic deck of cards that you can use for all of your OBA requirements. All of your OBA requirements. And do you know what makes ordering from Ritter Krieg the best option for any pre-orders? Tell me. They have free shipping. (gasps) Impossible. Take that, MMP. What have you been playing lately? (laughs) What have you been playing lately? Well, Jeff, how come no one complains about your music? It's not really music. (laughs) I think people are just trying to wrap their heads around, what is that? We don't even know how to complain about it. They're just glad it's really short. Yeah, it's over So they don't want to have us change it to something that might be longer. Yeah. I played with Dave Timonen, which means, of course, we played a scenario from... Hakapale, because you're stuck. You're like in Groundhog Day with Dave Timonen. I am, but, but Hakapale. you know, now that I've lost Tom Barkalo, well, I, I, I've lost him. No one is playing... Well, I had to go to Florida to play <laughs> yeah. um, The End of the Rubbles from yeah. Bounding Fire. Right. Um, yeah, because we remember we were kicking through all those. Yeah. So, oh, well. But maybe that'll get me sooner to Objective Schmidt, which not having you on the show last time was, you didn't get to see the boards, man. Yeah, I can't wait yeah. to see those. I'll have cool. to come over and take a look. Yeah. Or send me a Marco Polo. Well, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. film it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Dave and I played Night Fans, ASL Scenario 169, in Mitchell Island, Lake Sigaro Sasaro, Russia. <laughs> And Very good. It's pronounced correctly. I, yes, I looked it up is. the pronunciations yeah. before the show tonight. We do and a lot of research. And the victory research. conditions. Now, it's a lake. It's a giant lake. So you have these three desert boards. Dave came oh. over. He looked at this thing and he went, oh, well, we're playing desert in Hakapali. Uh You put out a bunch of hills. I forget if this is two hills. They kind of run close together, but there's you got to go down a hill and back up a hill. So it's going to cause you some movement. And a bit one building in the back of the hills. And the Russians, the the Finns set up nine squads, a couple leaders, a couple lights, two ATRs, and two wire counters. And the attacking Russians come in with a one group, and there's kind of from one edge, six squads, a light, a leader. And then these Aerosons, the fan-driven Oh, right. Sleds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So these are new. Uh, and then another force of Russians enters a little later. I'm typically the other side, part of the same side, with six aerosons and no weapons on them. So they're really transport vehicles. The other three, the first three, have little machine guns and six more squads. And they have to take one of two objectives, controlling hexes 26 overlay S3 and 26 overlay OM. One provided the fins a mass less than 18, which really means you're trying to capture, like, I think it was the top of a hill. And this building in the back, okay? Mm-hmm. And it was both. So there you go. The rules, night rules. Good scenario to use night rules on because it's got some wide open spaces. Ski ski troops for the Russians, but eventually you want to kick those off. But going downhill, you gain some movement. Yeah, so it's I'll a bet. I think I forgot to put them back on to go down the hill when I could have used an extra gain of some movement points to go back up the other side of the next hill. And then um, I was going along pretty well. I was rolling better than Dave. And one with the Russians. And part of it was having the cloaking was nice. Of course, he had a lot of dummy counters out there. Mm. Hidden troops, which 
worked only moderately so for him getting that first shot off when I came into range. If he blew that roll, you know, and was still coming down to the close to the last turn to get that last building in the back of that hill. So you may want to use some of your aerosons to move around the back, which I did remember to do with one in a Russian unit. Mm-hmm. Then you can start getting encirclement fire maybe, um, pin down some of his other units from moving toward the front where everyone else is attacking from, uh, various things like that. But it was really unique because, again, these big desert boards, which all count as the lake, and with just these overlays like an island in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So really unique, really fun. Liked playing the Aerosons. They turn a little slowly, um, but they're still going to fly across this terrain on this frozen lake for you. Yeah. It seems appropriate since we are now in the midst of the Winter Olympics. Yeah. The, uh, the 20 whatever Winter Olympic Games. Have you been watching it all? No. I watched a little bit of the biathlon the other day. My wife and I went to uh, our local watering hole because we don't, Get you know we don't well we have television but we don't have cable so we can't really watch it live mm-hmm. so we went to a local bar and watched the biathlon which was really fun and it made me think of a scenario like that ironically yeah Lauren just said to me yesterday did you know there's a sport where they ski and then they stop and they shoot yeah and then they ski again she said what is that yeah. It's pretty. It's cool that they cover that now in the Olympic. The coverage is more extensive than it was. Like when we were growing up, they wouldn't put that on. It was too obscure. You know, back in the day when Jim, okay. Jim McKay was doing the Olympics and stuff. Well, and I knew I'd seen it before. None of us could remember the name biathlon. Yeah. Uh, they'd just show a little bit of it. But now they have really good coverage. It's pretty fun and to And you watch. enjoyed it. I did. Yeah. yeah. Made me want to do that. Yeah, I said, well, honey, you know, if you're out bear hunting all day in Norway, yeah, you, this may be a sport for you. I, I would say so. <laughs> and that's all I put. Oh, and then uh, Mark, no- off of the ASL track, a uh, new gamer friend, Mark Notestein, brought out, um, he's been bringing to the guys' nights, the miniatures gaming nights, mm-hmm. um, the Star Wars bat- battles. I forget the actual name, but you oh. buy pre-painted ships. They're fairly expensive, but... Um, we had a really good time with that. Oh, and you did? He got to run it. I didn't have to learn the rules. And, uh, yeah, so I just thought I'd mention that. It's enjoyable. Tempted to buy some of it, but probably with my crowded basement ought to allow Mark yeah. to bring his over. It's a, it's a problem. I a, when I want to play Star Wars. The wanting. The wanting of things mm-hmm. is is great and wide. And you can't buy it all. Yeah. I mean, where would I store it? Yeah. I don't know. Could ask Laura to move out. <laughs> Maybe get a little get a. Uh, I have not played uh, anything lately, but I am going to be playing blocking action at Lipkey. I've decided. So I don't know if anybody. I'm sure people have seen this uh, latest issue of Bonsai mm-hmm. from our friends Bonsai. at the Texas ASL Group. You can download it from their website. It's their newsletter, which comes out pretty regularly. And in this latest issue, there is an article written by Robert Banizek and our friend Rich Spilkey. And they played like blocking a, action at Lipkey. Like a crossfire. Yes. So in the spirit of crossfire, I'll just read the beginning of this. Crossfire articles originally appeared in the old ASL annuals as an in-depth analysis of a featured scenario. For those of you unfamiliar with crossfire articles, the authors simultaneously and separately analyze a scenario from opposite perspectives. They then exchange notes and simultaneously write responses to their counterparts' comments. While no game was actually played, the commentary is often as incisive as those series replays that Bonsai... uh, Those series replays. Anyway, in this issue of Bonsai, Rich and Robert get together with blocking actions at Lipke. They do a crossfire-type analysis... And then they actually go further and play the scenario and do a series replay of it. So you can actually see how their strategies panned out. Yeah, but they're not listing every move of every unit. Uh, they are. I'm sure I finished reading the whole article. Oh, did you read the whole thing? Yeah, maybe I ended up not finishing the last page, but yet. They've got, well, I don't know. They've got a lot. I thought Rich told me that, that it's all here. but Yeah, it is, but they don't say like hex... Move squad F to hex A1, A2, and then stop, 
first fire, unit B1, two X3, dice roll, two, morale check, yeah, pass. Right, as I'm They don't do all this. that, which is the original ones in the annual. They summarize what happened. Okay. By well, saying, and these hexes, and this, these guys broke, and then, yeah. I'm going to try. Which is a better way to read it. Yeah, really. Who's going to really play along hex by hex? I'm going to try it anyway. I'm going to set it up and then, uh, because I had had lunch with Rich the other day and he was really excited about this. All the effort. First of all, he loves to play, obviously. Mm -hmm. He loves to play his friend Robert Banizek, otherwise known as Bob. And uh, they're both good writers and they were very excited about this endeavor that they did. And they put a lot of work into it and they're kind of surprised that they haven't received any feedback on it. Oh, I loved it. And haven't said anything. Yeah. Well, no, I think I did say something when he emailed me about something else. I kind of said, oh, yeah, that was a good thing. <laughs> so, yeah. like we're saying on the show, people love it and buy games because of us, and you don't hear necessarily anything. Yeah. So if if anybody uh, gets a chance to read this, or if you like that, try to contact. I, now I'm looking to see if their email addresses are in here. Or, or let us know. We'll pass it on. Let us know, and we'll pass it along. Looks like a great article. It's about 20 pages long, so that's what I'm going to be setting up and playing. And now it's time for... Dave? What? Senor Dave, can you tell me? What? What? What is in the box? Oh! Can you tell me? No, because it's... I have a question for you, Dave. It's your box. Oh, are we doing Korea? What is in the box? Are we doing Korea? Let's do Korea. Do you want to? Do you want to do that now, or do I do mine? Let's do Korea, and then next show, that'll be a show, and next show... We'll do the other things. We'll do the rules okay. and your things. Dun-da-da-da! Um, yeah. It's going to be Korea. Korea. I already saw Cellophane opened it. We won't do box art review. Next show, maybe you'll be lucky. We'll bless you with that, listeners. And so, believe it or not, I uncellophaned it and did not look at it. Now, my reason for not looking at it, because Jeff was thinking, with his fine products... From Lone Canuck, coming up next show. He said, Dave, I'm previewing this because listeners deserve better than what we've been giving them over the years of instantly opening things and not knowing what things are. Yeah. And first of all, what you get? One box and lid. One box and lid. Oh, I'm going to cry. Okay, keep going. Four 8x22 ASL maps, 7 counter sheets, Chapter W, Korean War, United Nations Forces, Chapter H, Communist Forces, Chapter H, 12 scenario cards, 16 ASL scenarios. Oh, because it would be 24 if it was... Tw- uh, yeah, one chapter divider. And again, you want to get all the details on what we don't know? Listeners need to turn back to a certain episode, right, Jeff? That's right. Which is the interview with Ken Kantz. Right. And blank white sheet of paper. Oh, white sheet of paper. They finally ran out of blue. Everyone is coming through for me. Yeah. Uh, You haven't listened to Objective Schmidt yet, have you? No, I have not. I got two pieces of paper. Did you really? still. So it's crazy. Which is beyond imagination. Ever since I said, I use these to record my games on... They keep including them for no reason in the game, other than me. You lead a charmed life. Um, hey, take a look here, Jeff. Oh, thank you. Passing that over. Uh, we're looking at some counter sheets first, I suppose. And as predicted by our good new friend, Ken, I have forgotten War counter sheet 207. It's the front of the Russians with the two-tone. I already forgot what that was, Jeff. Was this the Korean, the arcade, the who's a what's he? <laughs> yes, uh, that's Boy. funny. I can't remember either. Well, I do have the rules here. It is the Republic of Korea Army, the South Koreans. Yes. Again, you'll hear great detail on the previous show about all these counters, why they're different, what they are, and so on. So really, yeah, me reading the rules would not be, uh, other than we'll do a terrain time later. Backside is striped. Okay. 
for them. They're a two-tone like British color with a more Russian edge. Mm-hmm. All right. And that's this whole counter sheet. And it mines continued the move this. No, dang, Jeff, I, I got this wrong. Do you have brown with green outlines? That's the Republic of Korea. No, okay. I don't have those. Because they're the South Koreans. They would be with the Americans, so you would want them to be the green edging. Now oh, it's right. coming back to me. Yeah. Okay, so the 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 tan with the brown, of course, then is the communist Chinese. The Chinese People's Volunteer Army. And that's the ones which have the red stripe. Okay. What do you have? Brown okay. with uh, green or? Just brown. Oh, like Just British brown. forces? Yep. That is going to be the British Commonwealth forces in Korea. So that makes sense. And these are sweet. 668. Those are, those are the Marine Royal Commandos. Okay. Nice. Yeah, they have a Marine symbol on them. Yep. And they've got a smoke exponent of three, which I like. And they're they're underlined for firing for uh, morale, which is excellent, and for range. So these guys are hot. They are indeed. So we got... What are the green counters? The green counters are Americans. Six, six, sevens. Sweet. Uh, with a little parachute in the upper corner, so am I going to guess that they're paratroopers? You're going to, and they are actually, yep, with, the Americans, airborne. With a smoke exponent of three again, which I right. like, and uh, I like the higher morality, six, six, sevens. And then there are also some six, six, eights, so they're the, the rangers. Elites. Those were the rangers he told yeah. us about. Yeah. There should be some early... Katusa, Republic of Korean personnel assigned to U.S. Army units, known as Korean Augmentation to the U.S. Army. Hmm. And they're the three three six conscripts and the oh, four okay. four. If they're not Got on there, those. yeah, they're four four sixes and three three sixes. Yep. Got them here. Yeah. Got some uh, recoilless rifles. Some interesting support weapons here. Recoilless rifle. I haven't seen this before. So it's a 75 with an overscore, so no armor piercing, but 57s and 75s. On the small counters? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're recoilless. They are. They do exist for some of the nationalities yeah. in the basic game. But oh, they do? It looks like okay. there's more of them. Yeah. Because I have some here also for the uh, South Korean Army. Uh-huh. I have a turn counter, which has, looked the communist... Uh, Hammer and sickle with the yellow star on it. That's oh, bold nice. and new, along with some suicide heroes remaining counter to mark how many you got left, which, again, he explains this in detail on the yeah. show. I do remember him talking about these spotlights. Look, the covered arc of the oh, yes. night searchlights. Oh, yeah. That's nice looking. Off. The backside says off. On, off. That's easy. Easy to operate. Yeah, the British units have uh, bazookas that also shoot white phosphorus, which is pretty slick. Uh, some nice mortars, 60. bunch of mortars. Then I've got a bunch of Korean single-man counters. So some 8 neg 1s, 10 neg 3s. Wow. Sweet. There's and also then, political yeah. officers. He's got here in a 9-0 with a red strength. Bayonet charge counter here. Oh, yep. He talked about that on yep. the show. Yep. What else you got? Uh, there's crews also for both sides, of course. Really, your two Korean sides have got to be fleshed out fully in this game. So it looks like they get the full treatment. And... Whoops. Oh. One went hit the floor. Though these are not so well punched out like the bounding fire, which are practically ready to fall out of there for you. Yeah. They're a little tighter in there, so I hope they punch out okay. You've got more counters. What's so, the blue? Yeah. So these are the South Koreans, I'm guessing. They're elite. Is there blue with red? It's blue with green. Blue with green edging? Green, green edging. 
There are some elites, some first lines, five five sevens with a smoke exponent or two. I guess there's going to be a lot of smoke going along in these scenarios. I'm guessing. Yeah, the the blue is the um, who wears the blue helmets, Jeff, in international peacekeeping missions. NATO. No. The Norwegians. <laughs> United Nations. Oh, right. Yeah. Not, not NATO, or is it NATO? No, it is the UN. Is it UN? Okay. This is other UN command yeah. armies. So these represent Belgium, Colombia, Ethiopia, France, Greece, Luxembourg. Yeah, it would be NATO She's a girl from Luxembourg. Writing frightening birds to a buck-tooth girl in Luxembourg. Ask me, ask me, ask me. Because if it's not love, then it's the bomb, the bomb, the bomb, the bomb, the bomb, the bomb, the bomb that will bring us together. Nature is a language, can't you The Netherlands, the Philippines, Thailand, and Turkey as well. So he had talked about these again in detail. Semi-automatic weapons, armed units, as well as others, and the differences there. So, yeah, starting to get a little psyched looking at it all. And along the bottom, any special kinds of things? Well, there's some armor here, some uh, tanks, a couple of... Some what? Tanks. You're welcome. Never gets old. Oh, wait a minute. Yes, it does. <laughs> a few trucks, a couple of half tracks, and then on the oh, and then there's some British, also some some more tanks. You welcome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So extra armor here, which is going to be nice, and then some on the large counters mortars, some big mortars, 105, 107. Millimeter. Oh, and here's the sniper counter. Very pretty. And I have sheet six Lots of seven. Stuff. Continues. You know, it's all. It seems well printed. The registers seem to line up pretty well yeah. on these. Um, Very well I have done. more of the UN forces. So again, it's, it's a full complement with concealment counters. You know, the full run. I think right. It's got to be leaders because yeah. it's a whole new thing. And then uh, so some artillery pieces and, and guns to go with the. Uh, South Koreans and new vehicles for the Americans, the M2, M26A1, 90L gun. I don't know a lot about these vehicles. POA CWS-H5 sounds familiar from the other games. Some big dozers, 105mm guns, flamethrowing tanks, and again, so on. And the last counter sheet, oh, these are popping out nice. When you just touch them with your thumb, the center it open a little. But um, seven of seven is got the vehicles. Yep, fighter bombers, Americans, forward air controller contact mm. thing, a VTE-2. Dang, should have looked at it. Spotting rounds. It's kind of like a artillery barrage, you know, artillery placement, markers with a different type. And then these SL counters, which are searchlights mounted on vehicles oh, okay. with a turret. And then your counter sheet had the... Yeah, I had some SL malfunctions. I didn't know what they were, so I just skipped over them. There's so, only four of them, but that's what they are, searchlight malfunction. Those, yeah, those can yeah. be for when the searchlights malfunction to mark those off. So we'll, we'll go into this in detail. Of course, this will be several shows of terrain time yeah. and... Mm -hmm. and yeah, you know, we never did do nationalities yet. No, we haven't. Wow. Yeah, that's coming up <laughs> somewhere in the two hundred. White sheet. Hey, you're rich. You have the and I've got a I've got a chapter divider, which is very nice, which includes on one side a Korean terrain chart. I'm not sure how some of these things. Are. There are some things that are recognized as being different, like patties. Rice patties are from the original game in the in the are they um, these have gung ho these uh, irrigated drained right so I wonder why these are here then there's patties in season yep 
Steep hills. Not in the original rules. He told yeah. us that was a new thing. Yeah. So there's steep hills and steep hill roads. There's crags and light woods. I'm not sure why he includes crag and light woods. They probably we'd have to compare and yep, see if they they're different vary. from so we'll what's do that on the other terrain. With the terrain so, time, yeah. yeah. Uh, then it includes you know a few other handy things like an AP to kill table and um, and APCR and APDS to kill table and a heat to kill table, but something different here. Here is a table that speaks about the human bullet, HB hero. Human bullet hero. Yeah, interesting. And then a suicide hero creation. So we'll have to read all about that, tell you what that's all about. And he mentioned those in the show, but I can't remember. Yeah, I can't either. How they were different, but... Um, Let's see, what else? There's heat of battle chart that looks like it's slightly different. And on the other side, a nationalities, its own nationalities, because there are so many nationalities that played a part in the Korean conflict. So yeah. there's different capabilities for the American Army, the Cat, the Cat USA, or do they do they announce, do they pronounce it Katuza? I would imagine Katuza. And then there's the Marine Corps, and the oh, you're right, it'd be Korean something USA. That's what that's what my we'll be calling was. it Katuza, like a stug or stuff. Yeah. And there's the South Korean Army, the KMC, there's Japanese Armed, uh, U.S. Army, uh, Commonwealth, Royal Marines, United Nations, North Koreans, and Communist Chinese, all with different capabilities on this lovely, lovely Kind of reminded me of chart. the um, Russian Revolution game from with, the Frank Turek, that came yeah. with all the different red oh, Russians, right. white yes. Russians. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Looking at the boards. Oh, boards. As you said, they're pretty hilly uh, yeah. and go together. So 80, I remember that. 81, I have opened it up. It's a, just a big mega hill. And so is 82. And you can put them long ways for a I remember him talking about these. I think you can make them long ways for a ridge. And I think, Jeff, can you put them all together to make one giant hill? That one. Yeah. See how that fit will fit? So 83, and then we have which a, is another gigantic hill. That'll fit along oh, yeah. 82. And then 80 would fit along the Oop, other edge. You have a, yeah, you do right down here. Yep. So if you put all four of these together, you Only this get show a, is visual. A mega. <laughs> you would get a mega, a mega hill. hill. Man, that's going to be... See one, two, three, four, five levels. Yeah, and as wide as four full boards with approaching units. No, no chance to shoot at them off board though. Yeah. Well, you put other boards next to these. Oh right. And yeah, there's probably no need to make any other terrain types. I kind of appreciate they're not giving us just like a woods board and an yeah. open ground with some grain boards. You right. know, we have enough of those. So this is a great decision here, and you got to see the hills and. Objective Schmidt. Oh, yeah. I can't There's wait. There's this big one, giant, long, like, finger of a mountain kind of thing. So Sweet. Very cool. And should we look at scenarios now or next show? Uh, we got an hour in on this show. Well, we oh. could do a few. No, let's do them all next show because okay. we have some shorter what's right. in the boxes, a little rules, and we'll see. So we'll hold okay. off on the scenarios all right. tonight. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to this show and our many other shows, and we hope you will continue enjoying what we bring you. Indeed. Because so. this is, we did, I don't think we said it at the beginning, but this is the one and only podcast dedicated to Ah, SL. <laughs> so roll low and rally well. But, but not, not when, when you're, you're playing, playing us. us. See you next everyone. time.
Stop, I'm going to start crying. <laughs> I love a sensitive man.